Welcome to Bring Your Brilliance. Are you ready to find and amplify your voice? Looking to be inspired by those who are already out there making it happen? Listen in as we shine a light on those who bring their full, authentic selves to do what they love, make no apologies, and don't try to fit into other people's boxes. With your host, Carla Taylor, who, after years of being inspired by the brilliantly shining people she was meeting, decided others need to hear these stories too. Hello and welcome to Bring Your Brilliance. I'm your host, Carla Taylor. We are here on the Inspired Choices Network. It's all about being inspired and making awesome choices and bringing your brilliance to all the awesome things that we get to talk about. I know I say this every show, <laughs> but this is one of my favorite people. Um, and that's the thing, like, as we, we talk about on Bring Your Brilliance, there are amazing people all around you. And what's so wonderful about doing this show is that I get to have these conversations with people that I might not have otherwise asked them the questions to find out what was going on with them and what their brilliance is. And everybody has something so amazing that you just have to uncover. And I can't even tell you, I could, I could spend a whole entire episode just talking about the amazing people that I've been meeting everywhere, even here in Indianapolis, but all over the world. And Mike is one of them. So we're in a minute we're gonna we'll start start talking to him. But Mike Blankenship is our guest today. And I originally met Mike, gosh, I don't know, two or three years ago. He was an author for Success magazine, I believe it was, and I was one of the people that he interviewed to answer a question and be quoted in the magazine. And he and I hit it off and just started talking and developed a friendship and we've been connecting ever since um he i'm going to let him share, share his story but he was one of a, my very first people that i interviewed when i started bring your brilliance as a podcast over a year ago i was originally going to do it myself and <laughs> try to do all my own editing and everything and i realized that i love having this awesome production team here at the radio station so if any of you are interested in becoming a host i highly recommend it i just started in July. It's been an exhilarating ride. I'm still learning as I go, but that's really what it's all about. So Mike is like the embodiment of learning as you go. I'm going to give you a little bit of his background and introduction, and then we're going to dive right in and find out what's been going on. So Mike and I had our first interview, which I will also be publishing after this airs of um, where he was a year ago, which was right before he embarked on this journey. So it's going to be really fun. I haven't actually talked live with him since then. So I'm going to be learning right alongside you of what this last year has been, a li has been like for him. But Mike is what we call a digital nomad. So have you ever wondered what it would be like to be a digital nomad? Or do you actually even know what a digital nomad is? So we're checking back in with Mike Blankenship. Again, I first met him when he interviewed me for a Success Magazine article. Mike and his wife and his daughter have been traveling the world for over a year now as they live and work in multiple countries. So if you thought you had to be a single person or somebody who didn't have kids yet to make this happen, Mike is here to shatter all of those beliefs and show you how he is living this amazing life. So again, right before he was about to embark on the journey, I interviewed him from one of my very first podcasts, and we're going to be catching up right now here today, live for the very first time talking. We've done a lot of emailing and texting and Facebook messaging back and forth, but we haven't talked live. Um, and we're going to discuss what's happened since he first embarked on this digital nomad life and lessons learned along the way. 
So Mike is a world traveler, father, husband, marketer, writer, self-development nerd, and the owner of Get Your Gusto Back, a platform he dedicated to helping people reignite their passion and fervor for life. He's created content strategies for multiple Inc. 5000 companies that led to 100% year-over-year traffic and lead gen growth. Mike works remotely and lives as a digital nomad as he travels the world with his wife and daughter, inspiring people everywhere he goes and even back here as we watch him from afar. He is a contributor to success, smart blogger, get response, Jeff Bullis, Ad Week, and a whole slew of other productions and has been mentioned in Forbes and Entrepreneur. Mike, welcome to the show. Wow, thank you so much. What an introduction. <laughs> that sounds so amazing. Well, you oh my it. god. Thank you, Carla. It's so exciting to be here. I, I can't believe that I like the last time I talked to you was it's kinda of funny, like the last time I talked to you was um before I left, like maybe Feels like it was like a couple weeks before I left. It was right before. It was less than a week before you left. Yeah, you were getting ready to I, I go. So. You had, yep, yep. So I was you were so like nervous. excited and ready to go, and not really knowing what was coming, but embracing the adventure. And I'm so excited. I've been watching you guys. You post a lot. You do a lot of Facebook lives. So I've been watching you. But I would love to hear more from you. So first of all, where are you now? <laughs> okay. Let's start there. That's, yeah. Let's start there. So, um, real quick though, uh, it's actually I think like on September. So this month, it's what, what I was going to say is it's funny because this month it's actually been a full year of traveling. Yeah. So it's it's wow. kind of funny that like it was you know we talked right before and I'd love for you to publish that episode and then it's like you got this kind of cool um, before and after thing. But yeah. um yeah, but right now we're in the uh, we're in the Czech Republic in Prague which is sort of the must-see city in the Czech Republic. Wow. And how long have you yeah. been in that location? Uh, we've been here for about a week and a half. And typically, um, we stay in places for a month. We found that that seems to be like a good chunk of time to get to experience places um, without feeling so too So tell rushed. me how that decision even came about. Were you originally intending to do a month of time, or did you try a few things and land on that, or how did you get to that time frame? Um, I think that uh, that's a good question. When we were originally talking about doing this, I think we were planning on doing like, like actually, when we were originally talking about it, we were thinking about doing like a year in Spain. And I, <laughs> and I, don't, and I don't know why Spain, other than like it sounded cool. <laughs> we, had like, we had literally no idea anything about Spain, so we were just like thinking about doing it. Um, and so we were going to do a year there, and then and then it kind of went down to like, well, it'd be more fun to travel around, but we wanted enough time with my work and having a, a, you know, a young daughter to be able to explore each place fully. And so then it kind of went down to like, well, let's do three months. And then it's like, well, or we could do a month and get to see a whole lot more in less time. So And, and a month felt like, because, um, you know, you don't, just with a kid, like, even packing and moving every month is a lot. <laughs> so, like, that is doing, a it lot. That, doing it more than that, I think, would be, like, crazy. Well, and I imagine a month is probably, like, a good lease term. It's either usually, like, a week or a month, right? So that's probably yeah. as well for that. It is. And then like, it gives we, you a little bit of time to get to know the area. But like you mm-hmm. said, you get to go to several places then too and not spend the whole year in one place. 
Yeah, exactly. And we get to we use Airbnb. So um, okay. And and by using Airbnb, if you if you stay for a month, you usually get like a twenty or thirty percent discount. Um, oh, rather, that's good to know. Yeah, exactly. So rather than staying like you know for three weeks and paying the same amount as you would for a month, you know, we, we stay a month. Um, and we have a couple strategies actually around like being cheaper prices that we've learned, but um, yeah. <laughs> so what are some of those strategies? Are you willing okay. to share your secrets? I wasn't sure. Absolutely. To... No, absolutely. I just wasn't sure if you wanted me to dive into that. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, one thing we do, this is, I guess, our, our main strategy is uh, we will – uh, we'll we'll find a list of like five to ten Airbnbs that we uh, are considering staying in, and then we will um, basically send a message to each of those hosts saying, "Hey, um, we we really liked your place, and we would love to stay in your place for a month, which is a long time from uh, for most Airbnb hosts. Um, mm-hmm. But this other person is offering us thirty percent to stay." in their Airbnb. Can you match that? And some of them will, mm. some of them won't. But um, there's been a few times where we've saved up to $1,000 on our place. By That's doing awesome. That. Yeah. yeah, so highly recommend it. Wow. So let me back up because okay. we haven't heard your whole backstory. And I met you before you even had a baby. I remember you were, like, terrified about being oh, a father at the beginning. <laughs> like was, all of us are when oh. we first become a parent. <laughs> um but where were Crazy. you living yeah. before you started this journey? Let's start there. Okay. What was your life um, like before? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, so before we did this, um, so if I, if I back up to where I sort of credit this whole journey for starting, it goes back to um, when my wife and I had a trip booked to go to Hawaii for a month. I remember and, that. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And we were super excited, and uh, we'd never been to Hawaii. It's still on our list, actually, and you'll know why in a second um, if you're listening to this. And we were really excited, and then the week that we were going to go, a freaking volcano, or not volcano, maybe it was a volcano, like in a hurricane. It was a volcano. Was. It was a lava it that was everywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And all this stuff happened on the island we were going to go to and in the same area. And this was a week before we were gonna we were we were leaving, and so everything yeah, it was all was over the for- news. It was crazy happening out there, and you're like, ah, what do we do? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, it was nuts. It was just like so out of left field. And so my wife and I are laying in bed and just like, man, what are we gonna do? And uh, and she, has, I remember she's like, well, we could go to Australia. And I look at her and I'm like. What the hell's in Australia? <laughs> like, what are we going to do in Australia? You know, I'm thinking, like, every, everything kills you. you got crocodiles and sharks and snakes. And, you know, <laughs> well, and I know like, oh. we've got listeners in Australia who are going to be cracking up at this, and they probably will be sharing all the awesome things to do in Australia. But you did find out, didn't you? Yeah, we did. And because um, then my wife showed me some pictures of uh, Cairns, Australia. And uh, and it's you know this beautiful rainforest. I believe it's the, the oldest rainforest in the world, and it's just incredible. And so I saw some pictures of that and of the the coastline. And 
and it's green and beautiful, and I'm just like, okay, all right, let's do it. So my incredible and they speak great, English, right? <laughs> that was another. Yes, and they, oh man, yes, that was a big win. Yeah, that's that's huge. But they have cool accents too, which is a win. Um, yeah. So we, my crazy amazing wife, un like got refunded pretty much everything for our Hawaii trip and canceled everything that's and great. booked. A, I always yeah, wondered about and, that. Yeah, and booked a month-long trip in, like, five days to Australia. Crazy. Now, had you guys ever traveled before outside the country? On on one time on a five-day cruise to Mexico, and we only stayed in, like, the resort. this is really a brand-new experience for you. Oh, this is – we both grew up in a town of 40,000 people in southern Oregon. We are not, Mm. you know, never lived in a big city – Never went out much further than a couple states outside of Oregon. Um, this is all. This was. This was not is, but this was all very new. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. So small town yeah. Oregon. You've gone on one cruise. You're trying to go to Hawaii, which already seems far and exotic. You can't go because of lava. <laughs> so you end up having this amazing wife who's magical and changes everything at the last minute to this awesome place in Australia. So we're getting ready to take our first break. I want to start there when we get back from break to hear what happened once you got to Australia and what changed everything for you. So, again, this is Carla Taylor. I am interviewing Mike Blankenship. He is an amazing digital nomad as well as all the other things we talked about. We're here on Inspired Choices Network on the Bring Your Brilliance radio show, and we will be right back. We all have a personal brand. It's what people say about you when you're not in the room. What if you knew how to clearly and confidently communicate your value in a compelling way? Tune in to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor to discover the tools, resources, and inspiration you need to get started and keep growing. Are you ready to make your mark? Learn how to bring your brilliance by listening to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor. To join today's conversation, call in the U.S. at 815-880-8255 or Canada at 613-800-8736 or Skype at Inspired Choices Network. Or ask a question or send a comment by email at bringyourbrilliance at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Carla Taylor. We are here on the Bring Your Brilliance radio show 
talking to Mike Blankenship about living the digital nomad life. This is the Inspired Choices Network, and this was certainly an inspired choice for you. Mike, we were just talking about how you ended up diverting to Australia after having planned to go to Hawaii. So then then what happened next? Yeah, okay. So we we went to Australia. My wife booked the amazing trip, and we had a 17, at, at the time, uh, little Andy, then uh, named Baby Andy. We like to upgrade mm-hmm. her uh, first name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> was only <laughs> was only nine months old, so she was just a, a wee she was teeny tiny. Oh man, yeah, yeah, very much so. And we went to Australia. It was, a, I believe, it was a seventeen-hour flight with one with one layover in there somewhere. Um, wow! Which, on its own, was life-changing. <laughs> That's a long flight for a nine-month-old baby. It was wow. really long. It was really long. Um, and a lot of people, a lot of people ask us, you know, how did you? Like, they ask a couple things. They ask, how did you do it? Obviously, and they ask, um, they ask, why did you do it? And our our answers to those questions are really pretty simple. Um, the how is basically once you're on a plane, you have to stay on the plane. So you figure it out. There's really no like how. <laughs> you know, you do what you have to do to make it happen. Um, as long as you can get yourself on the plane, you're going to make it to, be, to the end of the trip. Uh, and, and the why, the why I think is more important is that um, we knew that we couldn't, we knew that the, the plane flight was going to be, you know, really challenging. Um, but we also knew that after one day of extreme challenge, we'd have a whole month of, um, of, new experiences and, and having an amazing time. And to us, that was like really simple math. It was really worth it. So it was right? worth it to get through that, to get to the experience that you were headed towards. Absolutely. No question asked. Yeah, it was just, um, it was. I mean, we were very nervous for Australia. Like that's another side of the story. But in terms of like having Andy along on the plane with us, yeah, it was just a matter of like, okay, it's, it's 17 hours. We know it's going to suck. We know it's going to be really hard. <laughs> but then it's over. And and we're done, right. you know. It's seven. Like if we can't get through seventeen hours to enjoy a whole month, like what are we doing, you know? That's um, true. I did. Now I did fly with my babies, multiple babies, mm-hmm. three babies at nine months. So I know exactly what that age is like okay. on an airplane. That was oh really boy. But I yeah. had other adults with me, so we had one adult per baby. Okay. <laughs> so it wasn't as hard as it sounds. But yeah, that was, that was like a three-hour flight. <laughs> so okay. I can't imagine okay. a three-hour flight was hard enough <laughs> with one on yeah. one. I can't imagine seventeen hours for for little baby Andy. Oh man! But you did I it. Know. It was it, worth it. You got there, and we made it. And she and she survived, and my wife survived, and I survived, and um, and it was hard, but we made it. Yeah. And so we got to Australia, and um, and like our stroller was broken in two when we got there, so we had to like get that replaced. And uh, oh, no. and and we yeah it was kind of like this crazy screw in in what was going on because we were already like you know jet lagged and um, just sort of mind blown by being in another country and uh, yeah and and then then like just one thing led to another um, we had rented a car for the whole month and I was really terrified about driving on the left side of the road but I did it yeah and um, and now driving in other countries is probably my favorite thing to do. Um, I love it. It's so fun. Really? Uh, 
Yeah, it's amazing. Um, it's, it's such an empowering feeling to be able to like travel. Do you ever in a get confused as to which side of the road you need to be on as you go to different countries? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Because we, um, in this year long of travel, we've been we we for a little bit we bounced between the UK and Europe. And um, we kept like bouncing back between, and and like I I was I lost all sense for what was right and what was wrong. <laughs> no <laughs> that idea. would be really like, hard. Oh my god, it was really it was it was tough. Yeah, but again, it's it's fun, and you you learn that you're extremely adaptable. So I learned that I was really adaptable to these situations, which uh, grew my confidence in myself and um and all these things. So when we left Australia, though, uh, we I remember we drove back and we were driving back into our hometown because we were coming home, obviously, and we we just finished traveling. We we just passed passed through the welcome sign into our hometown, and I remember just like the moment we did, there was just like this. It was just like a like a ton of bricks fell on my head. And I was like, hmm. oh, and and I won't say the cuss word. I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss, but I said a cuss word. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh man, I just, it just, it, it, I knew, I knew in that moment that I didn't want to live there anymore. Um, it was hmm. just really, really clear. And Michaela felt the same thing. And so, so it wasn't even like that, a gradual thing. It was like, boom, I know this. No, we just knew, yeah. I mean, I think it was something that while we were in Australia was starting to sort of settle in and, and we were starting to realize that the world is a big place and there's so much to explore. Um, mm-hmm. And and then when we drove back into our hometown and saw, like, all the things we were so used to seeing, it was just like, oh, man, I don't want to be here. Like, I want to be exploring. I want to be seeing new things. I don't want to see this anymore. Like, I've seen this for 25 years, 24 years of my life, and I want to see other stuff now. So once you expanded your horizons, your comfort zone, everything, it was really hard to go back into your former box because it no longer fit. Yeah, it was so hard. And there were some other things that, like, made that experience. Because that, that was in May of 2018. And then during that summer, we had really terrible forest fires. And so it was just smoky mm. outside. And we couldn't take Andy outside. And my wife has asthma because the smoke was so bad. So, like, we couldn't, do, we couldn't oh, like, wow. enjoy the summer. Yeah, so it like made it worse because we couldn't enjoy the, the actual nice weather, and we were just um, in this place of man, we we got to get out of here. And so we yeah. had a tr- yeah, we had a trip booked to, or it, it was a vacation. It was a ten day vacation we had booked maybe six months ago to Rome in September of 2018, and we're sitting on the couch. Uh, a month before we we leave, like we we're like the master of these last minute crazy decisions. <laughs> I don't know what the heck is wrong with our brains, but we like a month. So before, you're very spontaneous. You know, it's I don't feel spontaneous, but like I guess I am. <laughs> I don't feel like I am. Um, but well, let me let me stop you for one second because I want to also address the work side of this. You, I believe, okay. were already working remotely. Is that correct? Yeah, and that, yes, I was. I was. So you had a job where you were working from home, and where was the office you were working at? Was it there in Oregon, or was it somewhere else? Yeah, it was just, I would work at home some days, and then I worked out of a co-working space every once in a while um, in our hometown, or a coffee shop. I actually prefer coffee shops. It's, it's one of my favorite places to work out of. Um, 
So yeah, I would do that. And that's actually one of the things that triggered uh, this sort of phase of our life. Um, that's what that's what triggered uh, the the Hawaii and then Australia trip was um, when we originally scheduled that. It was because we had had Andy. And Michaela, when we had Andy, was planning to go back to work. But then we had Andy, and her she 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 changed, right? Um, she changed her mind, and she decided, you know, I, I want to be with I want to be with Andy, and I want to I want to be a stay-at-home right. mom. And so um, I supported that, and and so we made that decision to do that. And and so I was working this remote job, and my wife was a stay-at-home mom. And and we didn't even realize it until after the decision. But after that happened, it clicked, and we were like, oh my god. We we can be anywhere in the world. Like there's no yeah. there's no rules. You can go anywhere. There's nothing keeping us here except the smoky place yeah. we don't really want to be in. <laughs> yeah, you know, and the only thing that you know, um, I mean, the two the two things I guess that that could keep us there per se is like uh, all of our families there, uh, which means all the grandparents are there. So and and currently Andy's both uh, well. It was at the time the only grandkid, and um, so there's like there's connection there, and then also uh, just just comfort, right? Like we know it. Mm-hmm. We've never been really the comfort zone. Else. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we're familiar with it. It's easy, um, and that's that's why Australia was so good for us because it sort of forced us out of out of our comfort zone and and made us realize like, oh my god, the world is so much fun. Like we're gonna really miss out if we don't go travel. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So you made another giant decision, right, before you left Oregon. What was that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, before I before we left Oregon, um, I I don't like you fully I committed. I did. Oh God, what was it? Did I go back on my commitment? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. How do I forget about my house? <laughs> yeah, I know that was one of the biggest things, right? Was like. <laughs> I forget about my house. And, that was oh, the big even, thing you know, were talking about when when we talked last time was that you were selling your house to go on this trip. Yeah, and it was a house that we loved. Like we loved this house. It was it was our first house we owned. We'd owned it for like two or three years, and you know we painted it. We'd worked on it. We loved it. We had this backyard. We had we had um, and I don't know if you knew this, but we had two dogs, two Springer Spaniels I do that we raised. That, in, yep. Okay. And I've been actually, you for a while. I know all these things. Okay, that's <laughs> it's the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, it like for for after I think after like four or six months into traveling, because um, because my parents were watching them and we were sort of planning to like have my parents give them back once we were done traveling. But then my parents had like six dogs in the house because they had other dogs oh, or something. Oh. Yeah, it just wasn't working out. And um, and we 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 made the pretty hard decision that they would be best off with um, another family who could give them the attention they deserved, and uh, and that was tough. And and the house was tough. I mean, it was there was some really challenging stuff in there, like like selling our house and and like leaving in a month, like trying to sell our house in a mm-hmm. month. You know, I mean, like crazy. Yeah, you were in the Called midst of the hype of all of that when I talked to you last time. You were in the middle of that. Towards the end of that month, you're getting ready to leave within the week. You had gone to this whirlwind month, um, and selling your house. Yeah, I think it sold immediately, right? But then you had a problem later. Yeah, it, it, so it, we had a buyer. Yeah, we had like a buyer in like two weeks, 
but then um, but then they backed out like in a month and a half into it. So then we actually had to pay like double house payments while we were traveling for like three months until it sold. So wow. it was uh, yeah, it was a little inconvenient actually. <laughs> but we so did, not you know, as easy again. as you had hoped. <laughs> no, One it wasn't. It wasn't. You got to figure out and deal with along the way. And I think that message is like you can figure it out if you do it right. Yeah, and you guys yeah. stayed really positive. Like, I, I've been following your journey all along, and I remember when that happened, and I thought, wow, I would be in a panic. <laughs> and you were like, you know, yeah. here we got this place to stay, and it we'll figure it out. And you guys stayed super, like, at least that's what you showed the world, is that you stayed really <laughs> calm yeah. and, and just got yeah. through it. I think for the most part that's the case, but there were definitely some times when I would turn to Michaela at night and be like, what the hell have we done? <laughs> right. Oh my God. What have we done to ourselves? Well, and of course, we expect there to be lots of ups and downs. So let's let's stop here. Yeah. We've got another bit coming up. I want to cool. hear a little bit more then. So you've embarked on this journey. You sold your house. You're there. You're paying double payment. And that's where we're, we're going to start when we get back. So again, this is Carla Taylor. Yeah. I'm interviewing Mike Blankenship. We're talking about living the digital nomad life here on Inspired Choices Network on the Bring Your Brilliance radio show. We'll be right back. We all have a personal brand. It's what people say about you when you're not in the room. What if you knew how to clearly and confidently communicate your value in a compelling way? Tune in to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor to discover the tools, resources, and inspiration you need to get started and keep growing. Are you ready to make your mark? Learn how to bring your brilliance by listening to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor. To join today's conversation, call in the U.S. at 815-880-8255 or Canada at 613-800-8736 or Skype at Inspired Choices Network. Or ask a question or send a comment by email at bringyourbrilliance at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. This is Carla Taylor from the Bring Your Brilliance radio show here on Inspired Choices Network. I am so thrilled to be a radio show host here on this network. It has absolutely changed the game for me. So if any of you guys are interested in becoming or learning about becoming a radio show host, if you've got a podcast or want to have a podcast that are also replayed as podcasts, so it's a wonderful way to to do that. I found I'd so much better with a production team than trying to do all of that by myself. Um, and Bring Your Brilliance has been an incredible journey for me. It's something that I finally, instead of just coaching everyone else, decided to step out myself and be modeling the way and walking the talk. And I am having the time of my life. 2019 has been my year of fun. And I can't even tell you, every day I meet awesome, amazing new people. I get to help them bring their brilliance to the world. I get to talk to people like Mike about the brilliant things he is doing, he and his wife and daughter are doing out in the world. We're going to talk more about that. But I wanted to take a moment to let you know I do have two spots right now open for social media ghostwriting. So I help you grow 
your presence on LinkedIn and write posts and articles and that sort of thing. I've grown my own LinkedIn by uh, about 30% in the last six months, and I'm happy to help you do the same. And if you're too busy or not sure what to say, I'm here to help. Just go to bringyourbrilliance.net. So, Mike, if you would tell us for a moment what you're doing and how people can find you at the end of the show, we'll then jump back into your story after that. Absolutely. So um, my main focus right now is on getyourgustoback.com, and um, my goal there is to help people reignite their inner fire that I believe we're all born with. Um, but it's probably in some ways similar to your uh, mission with bringing your brilliance, Carla. But uh, it, it's, uh, yeah, it's about helping people reignite their inner fire and creating a life that excites you so that when you wake up every morning, you know, you don't hit snooze. Uh, you roll out of bed ready for what? Um, in anticipation <laughs> out of, of, bed. of what? Yes. That's right. Exactly. For what the day has to bring. So I have a free gift if you go over there and um, and and uh, and click the the button on my homepage. Uh, you'll get a free gift that I a resource I wrote up that'll help you start breaking um, some of your bad habits. Actually, which is something I help people do. And what was that website again? It's getyourgustoback.com. Getyourgustoback.com. Awesome. So that's how people can find you, learn more about you, get your free gift. I love it. My my consulting firm is called Ignite Consulting, and I'm all about igniting that inner spark and living a life you can marvel at. And you certainly are like the poster child for doing that. So you are now yeah. in your story. You've you've gone to Australia. You've made a big decision. You've sold your house. It didn't actually sell. Now you're abroad. Where did you go first? I think you mentioned you had a trip booked as where you started. Is that how that all started? Yeah. So um, yeah. So we we had uh, uh, with Rome. We had Rome booked um, in September, and and you know it was a month a month before uh, this ten day vacation that we already had planned. And my wife and I are sitting on the couch, and there's smoke outside, and we can't go anywhere in the nice weather, and we're just frustrated. And Mike's complaining about how he doesn't want to live in this town anymore, and how he wishes his life was different, and. Um, my amazing wife, again, just looks at me and is like, well, you know, we're going to Rome in a month. What if we just didn't come back? And I'm like... <laughs> That's a great question. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, what if, babe? What do you mean, what if? Um, and, and so, like, one thing sort of led to another. Looking back on it, it's kind of... I'm not 100% sure how it happened. Um, it was kind of like she asked that question, and uh, and and at first I was pretty like no that's crazy but then I started to warm up to the idea as we talked about it and she um we and so uh, I was like well could we sell the house that was the big question mark at the time can we sell can we get rid of the house I'm just no travel and so it's like well call Tony and our real estate agent and uh, and see what he says. So I call my car. So I call Tony and say, Hey, do you think we could sell our house in any reasonable amount of time? And I said, Well, it's a great market. Probably could sell it, you know, in like a month, which you now know was actually three months, but still pretty good. Um, mm -hmm. He's probably making yeah. some money on that. So we're like, Oh man, well that sounds that sounds awesome. Like okay, so so we uh, we. We, like one thing led to another at that point. We kind of uh, were like, well, can you list these? Like, yeah, we listed it. Like, we listed it. And then um, 
we started packing and we started like making plans. And then we were in this, we were caught up in this whirlwind of the decisions we'd already made. Like there was sort of no going back. And mm-hmm. we just kind of had to take like one step to the next step and keep going. Um, and that's what got us to this moment of fear where we hit it was that like we, we, we were too far along to go back, um, which was like a really beautiful thing because when you're too far along to go back, you you have to keep moving forward. And so you do these things that you wouldn't normally do, which make you a better person and develop you and grow you. And so we we ended up going and, and we landed in... And you guys just talk about it. You took the action so that then there... You weren't just talking, thinking, hoping, dreaming. You were taking actions that left you no out. Then you had to keep moving forward. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was, yeah, it was just like the next, we just kept taking that next step, right? We kept taking that next little step toward doing it. And eventually you're you're so far along that there's no going back and, and you're you're in the middle of it. And and then and then there's this there's this sort of like midway point where you're really afraid but you can't leave and you're just scared but you have to keep going. And and then you get on the other side of that fear and and you're like, wow, why was I scared? You know, why was I even afraid of this? Like looking back on it now, today Michaela and I are just like, what so silly that we were afraid. And actually it's it's increased our confidence to do so many different things now. Um I don't know if you know this but when I so when I when I left to go um to travel I was working full-time for uh, a company based out of Oregon as, as a remote worker. And it was only like three months into our travel that I actually, or like four months, that I left and uh, went full-time freelance, which I've always been afraid of doing. And so I, I firmly mm. believe that it was the decision. Yeah, I firmly believe that it was the decision to travel and go outside that made me comfortable to then become freelance. You know, want to do that. Well, and I think that's the perfect example of how we do one thing is how we do everything. So when you're getting bolder and taking bigger leaps and bigger steps um, in your life, you it, it emboldens you everywhere, not just in the travel part. And it sounds like that's exactly what happened. So, yeah, I did not realize you went freelance full time. Yeah, and I did. Yeah, I did. Um, and it was it – was, uh, I, I truly believe it was influenced by um I, I really believe it was influenced by the uh the decision to go travel the world. I don't think that we would have done it if um I don't think we would have so done it or I would have went, went yeah. You took a leap and went to Rome, decided not to come home, sold your house, had to deal with some double payments for a few months took the next month a leap to go full-time freelance. I mean, you are just facing these challenges head-on. So where did you go yeah. after that first stop in Rome, and how did you decide where to go next? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so we, we uh, after, yeah, because it's like Rome was amazing, and we were there for only 10 days, and it was kind of like a vacation um, type of thing. Like it wasn't, I wasn't really working during that time like I you know like I did in Australia or like I have been for the rest of the time and then um yeah and then we were like well what do we do next so uh I guess 
I mean, so what we did do, I can tell you what we did do. What we did do was went to uh, Porto and Portugal, which was an, an amazing experience. Um, and, and there's a couple things that help us decide where to go. One of the things is how, how much money do we have? <laughs> so, like, <laughs> some places are, are just more expensive than others. Um, like Paris and London were extraordinarily expensive mm. uh, to stay in an entire month. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had to do that during the time when we were a little more, uh, when, when we were a little more like, you know, had a little extra money. When your cash and flow was working out. <laughs> it was going well. Exactly, exactly. Whereas like in the yes. beginning, uh, Portugal was actually, is actually quite inexpensive. So we were able to do that. I've heard we, that. Yeah. So we actually paid like maybe, I don't know, I think it was like, $1,300 for an Airbnb for a month, which is, like, really reasonable. So, and, yeah. then, and, and I mean, I would say the average that we pay per month for Airbnbs is, like, maybe $2,000 to $2,500. Um, but in the beginning, we were paying less. My income has increased a little bit since we left. But in the beginning, we were doing, like, $1,000 or $1,500 uh, for a month. So, I mean, it, you can do it. It's not, you know, it's not, which, like, it's not super expensive necessarily. And you can do it probably. Fairly similar to uh, a house payment would be. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't think, like, because our house payment was, you know, $1,000 or so. And um, so, yeah, I don't think it is a whole lot different. And um, people just get, you know, they, it, you don't, it's it's just an unknown, you know, before you do it. And so it's really nerve-wracking. Um to go and take the leap, and um, but I think that once you do it, you you can I think you can just like kind of work within your budget. I mean, there's people who do this. You know, most of them are single, but people who do this who just stay in hostels and they love it. Like that's just they're they're just loving it. You know, um, the yeah. the online technology and services we have available to us makes travel so much more um, like so much so more available different than it used to be ever. for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's so much, it's so much more available to us. And so, um, yeah, so we, we've been, I think we've been to like, I think we've been to 11 countries, 10 or 11. Can you name them all? Do you remember all of them? I certainly can try. So it was, uh, it was Italy, Portugal, um, uh, Scotland, England, uh, Greece. Spain, uh, Greece, Spain, Romania. No, I'm going out of order. Uh, <laughs> France. <laughs> it's some point. Uh, and then there's, I think there's a couple others in there. But our favorite, or well, and now we're in, uh, you know, the Czech Republic. But our favorite um, has been our two favorites. We have two favorites. Our two favorites have been France. Yeah, I was going to ask that. What are your favorites? So you have two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, France and Scotland. France and Scotland? Yeah. And why? Um, France we love because it's so, it's just, I love the pride that people take mm. in everything they do. 
there's so much pride in this stuff they do. You know, you go to any restaurant and the waiters care so much about the food they're giving you and the service they're providing for you. Um, we found we sort of have this reputation for being rude and snobby, and we actually found them to be very pleasant and um, kind. Uh, and, and, uh, now, do you, you know, think like, having a adorable daughter with you might have made a difference yes. for you? Yes, a hundred percent. And and we we had a couple friends in France who actually told us they think that people are being so nice to us, at least partly because we had a really cute little daughter. So I'm glad we did though, because it made our time there amazing. So I, I don't yeah, thanks Andy. Um <laughs> but uh Scotland we love Scotland because it's just as like it just feels like it should always be Christmas time in Scotland. It's just a beautiful place um, to drive through. It's cozy. You go into these restaurants and they give you like, you know, haggis and, and potatoes, and and then you sit by the fire and and it's just so so comfortable and cozy and and wonderful. Um, and they have amazing castles. Our favorite city was, uh, and we drove all over Scotland. We were actually in Scotland for three months. So. Um, wow. Yeah, we, that's a long. I thought you stayed yeah. somewhere longer. I didn't realize it was Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, we stayed in Scotland for three months, and the other place we were in for three months is Croatia. I forgot to mention Croatia. Okay. And, yeah. And was and, there a, uh, a reason why you chose to stay longer in those two places? Yeah, so um, Scotland was... Uh, Scotland was simply because we got there and we loved it, and it was just, like, amazing, and so we wanted to stay longer, uh, which is, like, a cool thing that you can do when you're doing what we're doing is you can just kind of play play it by ear. In fact, it's funny, like, a lot of people, um, like, are like, man, how do you, you know, like, we talk to, to our parents who, like, have to make plans, like, six months or a year in advance, and I'm like, man, we're, like, making trip plans and flight plans like two weeks in advance sometimes. I mean, just like, and it's nothing, you know, no big deal. Just funny how that perspective changed. But um, we... Well, and it we is were, a lot uh, easier, too, when you're over in Europe that everything is so close and accessible and it's not oh like flying across the ocean to travel. Exactly. Absolutely. And that's, that's, that's definitely true. Also, flights in Europe, once you're in Europe, are so cheap. It's like 50 bucks a ticket to fly to another country in Europe. Like so much cheaper than. So, the have US. you done all flights? Uh, have you done some trains? Like, what is? How are the different ways that you're getting from country to country? Yeah. So our our primary ways are our primary way is flying. Um, we usually fly. So we've done. I think we did like 15 flights last year or something. Um, and wow. but we also our our preferred way if it's like five to six hour drive, we'll drive it. because uh, we really enjoy driving. So. So we prefer to drive it. It's just nice because then, you know. So do you get a new rental you know, car in every country, or how do you manage that part? Yeah, yeah, we just yeah we just put rentals if we uh, well we don't. So if we're gonna travel or okay, so what we do is if we're gonna travel from one country to another, we're gonna drive. Obviously, we get a rental car. Um, but we do not. We usually don't have a rental car when we go to a country. We just we just book Airbnbs that are in city centers, so we can walk everywhere. Like our our um, place in Prague right now is right in the middle of the city. So you walk out the door and there's cars going by and people. and um, So we're like getting super used to city life, actually, which is funny. Because um, we weren't used to city life before we left. And um, so, yeah, but that's what we do. Because renting cars can get kind of expensive every month. Yeah. 
So how do you balance? I mean, all of this sounds amazing and awesome, but it's also like, what are the what are the things that have surprised you? I think you've talked about some of the things that have surprised you that it was easier than you thought, but what are some of those and what are also some of the things that are harder than you thought? What's it like living out of a suitcase or do you live out of a suitcase or how does all of that work for you? Yeah, um, so we, so like with, with work, for example, which I think is like a really pertinent part of this, um, it's like how do you mm-hmm. how do you freaking find time to work when you're in a new country every month? <laughs> yeah, how do you um, balance work it, with all the beauty and awesomeness yeah. that you're describing? Exactly, and that's that's actually that's one of the reasons I went full time freelance was because I was having a lot of meetings at my full time job, and I wanted to get rid of the meetings so that I could go enjoy. Because with the time zone difference, the meetings was like in the afternoon when I would want to go out and play. So um, yeah, I, I ended. Exactly. And so um, basically how it, I, every, you know, it's, it's always, it's always harder in the beginning um, when you're first doing it. After a year of doing this, I've sort of got down a rhythm of when we first get to a new place. My first goal is to find, well, not my first goal, but like one of my first goals for the, for the first day we're there or the first or second day is to find a co-working space nearby or a coffee shop where I can pull out my computer and work on the Wi-Fi. Um, and okay. if you're in the city... And has the there been center, Wi-Fi in every place you've gone? Every single place. Yeah, every single Airbnb we've been in has Wi-Fi. So if worse comes to worse, just work at the place okay. you're staying at. Yeah. Okay. And um, also, if you stay in a city center in a pretty well-developed city, like Paris or London or Prague or um, Edinburgh, uh, there's pretty much always going to be a coffee shop close by that you can work at, at least. Um, and even even in Croatia, there's a ton of coffee shops. But some countries, it doesn't feel quite as like, um, acceptable to pull out your computer and work. Uh, that's something I struggled with a little bit in Croatia, was, was like, because um, they're... They're they're developed, but they're not like as well developed as, and they're not quite as uh, I don't know, they're not quite as metropolitan or like uh, you know like big cities, I guess, um, as some of the other places we've been. So you have to be adaptable, I think, is the first lesson. But if you stay in a city center, there's gonna be places you can go and duck out for a little bit. And usually, so I only do you work like a Go ahead, like a four-hour day, a six-hour day. Like, how often do you work? Yeah, so I my schedule, how I how I do it is I I wake up, you know, and I usually go to work around eight or nine a.m. and I'll I'll sneak out and go to a coffee shop and work till around noon, and then I'll come back and Michaela and I and little Andy will go explore and we'll just go have fun and do whatever that day, or we'll just relax if it's just a relaxed day because you know we still need those, um, and mm-hmm. and then we'll um. And then in the evening, I'll usually, you know, maybe around four or five, I'll go back and work a little bit more. And usually I just, that work I just do from home. I just work a little bit from home. Um, I'm usually, uh, you know, Andy goes to bed at like 7 p.m., so I sometimes work a little past that. But, uh, yeah, I think like, and that, but again, that adapts with every place that we go. So I think the, like the most important lesson is to be flexible and adaptable to to what's going on. Well, that's such a great that, like, example of a a work-life integration schedule where you're not solidly doing one or the other, but you're finding the pockets of time for both. 
So that that's yeah. great. So what about your clients? Are you mostly working with clients back in the U.S. or you're getting clients wherever you go? Like, how does that part work? Yeah, so, like, most of my clients are either referrals or they're from Facebook because I have pretty decent following on there. And so I, I get most of my clients from there, and they're all in the U.S. And right now um, I'm fortunate enough to have four clients that I write for, and I'm on retainer with each of them. So they pay me every month to write new content, and those retainers are indefinite. Retainers are awesome. Kind of <laughs> oh, my God, they're the best. So I'm just cruising. I'm just like cruising on these and making, you know, more than enough money. And, um, and, and like, you know, sure, something could happen where a client fires me or something, but it's, it's all up to your mindset how you perceive that. Like, I've decided that if. Well, and you know how to get more clients now because you've done it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You just do it. You just, I go and reach out to my connections and I find someone. And there's always, I just, I think that's the biggest thing is like, like, if, if people just step out, um, there's always a way to figure it out. There's always, always, always going to be a way to figure it out. I just, I, I think that we are so always much more a way capable to figure it out. Yeah, I think we're so much more capable mm. than we give ourselves credit for, and um, and people forget that because. So we've only we got about a minute we, left. If, okay. okay. And it sounds like you're dropping some good wisdom sound bites here, but what's the last <laughs> one or two thoughts you want to leave us with? Okay. Um, I guess that, like, that, yeah, the the idea that you're you're way more capable than you probably give yourself credit for, and if you think you're capable, you're even more capable. Like, um, you're, 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 you, no matter where you're at, uh, relative to other people, you, you are... You are, you're just as capable as Jeff Bezos. Like, you're just as capable as the most successful people on this planet. You can figure anything out. Our brains are the most effective. Like, the supercomputers that we build don't even hold a light how, how efficient and creative our minds are. So, like, our, our brains are so incredibly powerful, the most powerful computers on the planet. And they can solve practically any problem if we just ask the right questions of them. So, um, okay, well, I think we're out of time. GetYourGustoBack.com okay. is where we can find Mike. BringYourBrilliance.net is where you can find me. And as Mike has shown us, go out there and just do it. Be bold, be brave, be brilliant, and be you. And live that life that you can truly marvel at. Thank you so much, Mike, for spending some time with us. I know it's really late at night. Thanks for listening to another episode of Bring Your Brilliance with Carla Taylor. For the latest updates and info on personal branding, please follow and interact with Carla Taylor on LinkedIn. And be sure to visit www.itstimetobringit.com. Join Carla Taylor every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, keep...